What are you doing? Nothing. Is that for the incinerator? Yes. Well, what is it? It's just some things you told well, me to throw away. No! Get me Think about what's causing stress in your life. Stress comes in all shapes and all sizes. And I'll give you just a quick sampling. My kids are driving me crazy or I hate my boss, or I'm worried that I might have a heart attack, or I can't stand being around my friends, they're so jealous of me, or I just feel awkward around them, I'm afraid to date. What are the key factors in stress, and how can you understand the causes of your own stress better? It's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Ed Locke. He's an expert on stress and coping. Dr. Locke is a professor emeritus of psychology and business management at the University of Maryland. He is a Harvard alumnus with a PhD from Cornell, and he was also a therapist for 15 years. Dr. Locke, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a, always a pleasure to have you on. Well, what I was thinking of doing is just giving you a situation and identifying what are the key elements of stress. People don't understand stress, and that's part of part of coping is understanding what's causing it. So imagine that I say to you, Ed, I am so stressed out. I work as a full-time eighth grade teacher and the kids are driving me betty. I'm losing my temper with them. And then I get home in the evenings and all I do is look at all their papers to grade. I mean, I'm beginning to hate these kids. And I have to work on lesson plans and I look at my wife. I never have time for her. I don't get any sleep. And my doctor's telling me I've got high blood pressure and I need to relax. And there's just no time. On weekends, we spend too much time with my elderly parents. And I'm also building an addition on a den, <laughs> a place to relax, haha. And it's taking me forever. And we would love to go out. My wife and I would love to spend time together. But we just we're afraid to leave our two teeny, teenage boys alone because we're afraid they'll bring their friends over and be boozing. And on top of that, I got to tell you, I discovered we had carpenter ants and I had a panic attack. Help me understand it. I just want to run away to a Caribbean vacation. What should I do? <laughs> well, let's look at the elements. This is obviously a, an extremely stressful life, but let's look at some of the elements that define this as stressful. The first one is that an important value is perceived as threatened here, and in here we have multiple values that are threatened. Uh, we have his love for his work being threatened because uh, the kids are awful and there's too much work. Uh, we have his marital life being threatened because there's no time to spend with her. Uh, we have his health and sleep patterns being threatened because of uh, the results of all this. Uh, we have all kinds of values that this person has are uh, under assault here. The second element in a stress situation is there's a perceived need to do something, to take action to right, protect I want to go the to the Caribbean. I want to go to yeah. the Caribbean. Uh, uh, like, I have to do something about these, dealing with these kids. I have to grade their homework. I have to do something to have time with my wife. I have to do something to improve my health. I have to do something to get rid of my spending all my spare time with my parents. So, um, so there's a need that one needs to take some action, and that action is possible, only you might not know what it is. And that brings us to a third element of stress is 
there's uncertainty in the form of what should I do uh, or uh, how can I do it or how will, be, uh, how will I be able to carry it out? So this fellow uh, didn't know what to do. And when there were things he wanted to do, like go out with his wife, he didn't know, know how to do it because he didn't want to leave his kids alone. So we have uncertainty about um, the relevant action and whether one can carry it out. Uh, fourth element involved in stress, which you can see here, is conflict. Uh, there's a conflict element. Uh, a lot of the conflict here is over time, which is a very, very common, in modern life, probably the two biggest conflicts people have are time and money. And here there's time for his job, time for his wife, uh, time to sleep, time to do things for his health, time with his parents, and time for his uh, work on the den. Uh, and maybe some money stress due to finding ants, uh, carpenter ants, which may require some expensive uh, treatment of the house. So um, uh, you can see that there's all kinds of conflict involved here. Yeah. And um, we can see also the fifth element in stress, uh, there's an emotional response. Uh, he feels a panic attack, he feels anxious, he feels angry, he feels upset. Uh, so he, he has um, insomnia, um, he has high blood pressure, so uh, there's an emotional response along with its physiological accompaniment. So we can see all the five elements in the situation uh, of the important values are threatened, important values are threatened in some way, there's a perceived need to act to protect these values, there's uncertainty about what to do or being able to do what needs to be done. Uh, there's an element of, uh, or elements of conflict. Uh, I must deal with this, but I can't. I must, but I don't know how. And there's an emotional response, usually anxiety or fear, accompanied often by physical symptoms, which can be an added source of stress, in this case, uh, insomnia. So this case <coughs> includes uh, all the elements of uh, a classic uh, stress, stress reaction. Plus, he's anxious about having a panic attack. Right. You can uh, be anxious yes. about your anxiety, which we call uh, uh, secondary anxiety or meta-anxiety. So you can be anxious about your anxiousness. Which increases the stress. Which makes you more anxious. Right. You can be anxious about your symptoms of anxiety, which makes you more anxious. What would, if you could give him one piece of advice, I know he probably could use many mm -hmm. hours in therapy, but mm -hmm. one piece of advice, what would you tell him? Well, I don't know if I could give him one piece because there's a lot of things here, but I'd say, number one, I'd reconsider where the, whether he wants to keep the same job because he seems to hate it. <clears throat> and there's nothing worse <clears throat> than going every day to a job that you don't like, and he seems not to like it at all. So um, whether this means changing to another profession <clears throat> or going to a school where the kids are better, uh, I don't know. But that would be that would certainly be a major one because uh, you spend a lot of time at your work. If you hate it, it makes your whole life miserable. Right. Um, so that's certainly one thing. Another, another thing I'd say is um, he has to be uh, more determined to regulate his own time. Rather so, than let his parents eat it up. So one thing that's going to have to go is parent time, and he has to tell them, I just can't see you all the time anymore. Right, I've got right, too much to do. Right. And maybe um, for a while abandon the den job, uh, hold it in a band, with his wife. and then uh, get a uh, house sitter. Right. 
that can stay with his wife, stay with the kids. Yeah, and I uh, wish we had more time to give him, Ed. Uh, um, I want to recommend your course. You have a course on stress and coping, which is available at the com. And I also want to thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. And it's a pleasure for me to hear Dr. Ed Locke again, to be able to talk with him, uh, because we've written a book together. We've written a book on romance that is a wonderful book. It's for the soup to nuts book on how to find a romantic partner, how to make yourself lovable, how to run a relationship well, how to communicate, and how to part ways if things don't work out. So we've got a lot in that book, a uh, wonderful book. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Do you want your doctor to decide what treatment or medicine you need? Or do you want the government to decide what treatment you are allowed? If you would like more information on politics and your health care, visit the website of Americans for Free Choice in Medicine, www.afcm.org. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. You cannot value romance if you don't have other values in your life. Some of the other areas in which you can pursue values are friendships. Choose friends whom you value and who value you. Don't acquire them by chance. Terminate friendships that cause boredom or pain. And don't spend a minute longer with people who make you unhappy. Also, hobbies. Find fun activities you can spend your free time on. Some can be solitary, like reading or painting. Others can be social, like tennis or dancing. If you can them, treat yourself to lessons with a professional to give yourself a growing sense of accomplishment. It's a special bonus if some hobbies can be shared with your partner. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.